0: What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys. Hey, it's a special week this week. Uh, we're celebrating Valentine's Day this week. And whether you're single or in a relationship, uh, we got we got things to talk about. And so I am excited for today's episode. We got a special guest with us. Uh, he is a love guru. Him and his wife have been killing it on the YouTube page. Uh, but before we get there, we got a couple more announcements. Listen. Um this will be, I think for a while, maybe like three, four weeks, the last episode that won't be accompanied with a video that we're gonna put up on YouTube. So the next two, three weeks or so, um, we're gonna have uh, YouTube, uh, 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 YouTube videos to go along with the podcast episodes and so I would love for all of you guys to do me a favor if you guys can go to Shaping the Culture podcast on YouTube and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. We already do have about four or five uh, episodes on YouTube. I think we got one with we got a couple with BJ Thompson. We got one with Preston Perry. Uh, we got one with KB. We got one with Amied Hudson from Southside Rabbi with KB. Um, and so yeah, we do have a few episodes up on there. If you haven't already checked it out. But I would love, 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 love for you guys to go on the YouTube page. Again, it's Shaping the Culture Podcast. And subscribe, tell your friends about it, share about it, uh, and uh, hopefully we can get this word going so that when the episodes do drop, you guys are ready to receive it. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Uh, uh, it means the world, and so I'm excited for the content we're going to put out for you guys in these following weeks. But today, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about singleness, And uh, before we get into the episode and with with our special guest today, um, as you guys already probably know by now because of the title, you know, I actually thought about that uh, because I used to, whenever I used to have a guest, I would just say, hey, we got a special guest and do my little intro, not thinking you already know who it is because you've seen the title. And so we've got Ezekiel with us uh, today um, from Poets in Autumn. And uh, I'm excited for the wisdom he's going to share with us today. But hey, uh, just an encouragement, man. Um, If if you're single this week or on Valentine's Day, you got no plans with uh, uh, somebody, you're okay. I actually recently... Um, about a month or two ago, I read a book on singleness. It's called Seven Myths About Singleness. It's by Sam Alberry. And man, that book really, 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 really challenged me, uh, really rocked me. And I suggest all of you guys to check that book out. Um, he does a really good job about talking to, uh, about how marriage isn't necessarily everything and how God uses us in our singleness. And how God has plans for us in our singleness, right? That we don't um, we don't start living once we're in a relationship or married. Uh, but life can begin. Life has already began. Uh, God is doing more than you think He is. And uh, one of the myths that really uh, spoke out to me. I mean, he he goes through seven different myths, and one of the myths that really stuck out to me is him talking about how just because you're single doesn't mean uh, you don't have a family, right? Like the the idea that uh, if you're not married, then it's hard for you to have a family. And that's not true. And, and he gets into this idea that, you know, the, the church is the family of God, right? And I think a lot of times, I think in Western culture, especially, we don't see the people we go to church with as family. In fact, we don't treat one another like family. Uh, We might even have friends that go to church with us, but we don't consider them like brothers and sisters. And so he says, you know, that God's plan for us when thinking of family is not primarily the nuclear home, but it is the church family indeed. And so uh, just an encouragement, if you feel alone uh, this week or you feel uh, forgotten, uh, build with the people you go to church with, Maybe, maybe get some friends going. Uh, get some friends with you to go bowling or out to eat or movie or what have you. Uh, but you've got family. You're not alone. Uh, and, and so I just I just want you guys to know that um, there there I think there's this huge misconception that um, singleness is a curse. And in reality, it's really a gift. Um, you know, there's married folk out there that wish they were single. There are people that are in relationships that um, miss the times that they were just alone um, and not with somebody. And so there's so many benefits to uh being a single person and so don't feel like uh you being single is a curse or god's mad at you or he's withholding from you but really it's a good gift from god that if we steward it well can live a very fruitful life and again um you've got family you know you've got people in the house of god that love you care for you and are for you and so build with them you should never feel alone you're if you don't have uh physical brothers and sisters you know if you're maybe if you're in a different city you're not living in the same city your family is just know the church body that you belong to is your family and if you don't see them in that light uh my prayer is that you can you you start to see them that light in in that light that you would uh look at them and say man um You know, the Bible has made us kinfolk, family by the blood of Jesus. And so I'm going to fight and I'm going to work towards this relationship with the people here so that I could see the depth of what our relationship could be thanks to the sacrifice of Jesus. And so, yeah, man, that that would be my encouragement for today. But, uh, man, I know you didn't uh, click on this to hear me ramble about what I think about singleness or dating or love. Uh, We got with us today the one and only Ezekiel. What's up, Ezekiel? How are you doing today?
1: And I'm doing good. It's another one of those days, so I'm just grateful to be alive, man, and just um, taking Taking everything in slow motion, man.
0: Just being grateful. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, I want to say thank you for getting on Shaping the Culture. I know a lot of our listeners enjoy you and even the whole Poets in Autumn uh, tour that you guys do. And so this is a real privilege for us to get you on uh, Shaping the Culture and pick at your brain a little bit and hear some of your thoughts. And so we don't take this for granted. Thanks, man.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm I'm excited, dude. This This is what the culture needs, man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah for sure for sure well as you know Valentine's Day is around the corner and uh, you know everybody's talking about love and relationships and situationships. and so <laughs> I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit because um, you and your wife actually just started uh, a YouTube page just kind of talking about love and marriage and um, and so I, I just kind of from the jump wanted to ask, like, what made you guys want to do that? And, you know, you guys are pretty vulnerable on there, really talking about some real stuff. Like, what was the thought process behind that? Uh,
1: yeah, so uh, my wife and I, for some reason, we've always kind of been. Uh, like a refuge for younger couples around us. Mm -hmm. Um, People have always come to us, even when we never considered ourselves counselors, but they've come to us for wisdom and and guidance and just to hang around us. So we wanted to kind of just give uh, that access to people who didn't know us, who may maybe single, maybe in relationships, maybe deep into relationships for years and years, I want to see a fresh perspective, because I, I just truly believe that God has done something special mm-hmm. with me and my wife, and I definitely want to share whatever, I mean, whatever that is. And I also wanted to kind of break this notion, because I think a lot of people look at our pictures they look at, um, you know, Instagram, and, YouTube and they're like, oh, man. Uh, the perfect thing going on so mm-hmm. hopefully our us putting ourselves on uh, kind of is, 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 is kind of a, a tool to help people see marriage mm-hmm. for what it really is the beauty and uh, the ugly side and um, how much work it really takes to actually make it make mm-hmm. it beautiful so yeah that's my goal
0: yeah no that's dope thank you for being vulnerable and being real and uh Showing people that side of marriage, I know it's easy to like keep people believing that everything is perfect and fine, and uh, for you guys to just kind of tear that down is really incredible. Um, so that's cool that you guys have a lot of younger people that kind of look to you guys, um, for relationship advice. Um, let me ask you this What is your opinion? What are your thoughts on? Um, just the way younger people are now navigating through relationships and singleness. Um, do you feel like this is like a new era and things are changing and not necessarily for the best? Like when you kind of look at the way um, relationships are being handled, um, are you encouraged? Are you discouraged? Like what are your, some some of your thoughts regarding the way in which people are navigating uh, rom- romance?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I have uh, various perspectives about what's actually happen, happening right now. Some of them are not so uh, bright. I mean, mm. I'll start there. Um, just looking at the landscape, I've I've heard so many sob stories and concerns from women, especially, particularly black women and yeah. age They don't feel like there are a lot of black men who are pursu- pursuing them or who are, are serious about God mm. and are willing to, you know, to to be in it for the long run for them and that's that's even Christian men and men Mm -hmm. in the church and so I'm hearing that uh, narrative so much that it's concerning me it's also uh, another motivating factor of doing what we do for for uh, young couples men and women Um, they're also I mean I don't because I'm a man so I definitely have empathy on the side of the man who you know and I I really feel that there's some responsibility for on, on on men all around like if we're uh, this YouTube page is an example of that. If we have something that we believe is valuable, man, it's time for us to share that and mm-hmm. to you know, take some of these young people and young couples under our wing to give them what we know for, for them to learn from our mistakes. Because I don't think that there are enough close proximity, good relationship, uh, good marriages, good fathers for them to learn from. Mm-hmm. And so them seeing it happen in real time not just on YouTube not just on Instagram but in real life yeah. uh they need some type of reference to aspire to so that's that's one thing another thing is um man I just feel like there's uh, I just did this experiment this uh male female relationship experience experiment and it looks like man it sounds like there's just a lot of there's just a lot of misunderstanding between both men and women when it comes to expectations and mm. and desires and mm. you know there are a lot of things that is assumed on one side mm. and there are things that th- people think that the other side is expecting and it's not necessarily like that so I really yeah. believe that more conversations more open conversations need to be had mm. I think I don't think the church is doing a great job yeah. in um, just allowing singles to you know to feel values in the church, but also explaining outside of just the, hey, no sex thing, like what does it look like day to day Mm -hmm. to try to um, build a friendship and eventually a marriage with someone that, you know, that you're interested in. So I think there's a lot of people that need to be involved in this to to see real change. Yeah. No,
0: that's so interesting you said that. We actually, um, about a year ago, um, I think the, the most popular uh, podcast episode we did um, was entitled "Men Are Trash?" question mark And you know mm. we're going into. I mean, it's like a it's, a it's a popular phrase. You see it a lot on Twitter. And I'm Ethiopian, and we uh, Ethiopian and Eritreans. There's this phrase we called Abishas. and on Abishas Twitter, there's a lot of you know Abisha men are trash. Uh, slander going on and at first I was wow. I, I was, uh, was kind of confused by it I didn't really understand it I was uh, you know I was like man this is not how we engage because one of the things I found to be true is like I saw uh, women of God also like champion championing this uh, phrase and um, in this podcast episode we realized we, we have to do a part two and we brought women on and to hear their side and what we realized was devastating man there's There are so many men, even within the church, that are not necessarily leading with integrity, that don't have accountability, that don't have mentors, that are not uh, clear with their intentions, and they are just leading uh, women on. And then... You know, rape culture is big, and there's just so much going on, and and so what what would you mm. say, like from the experiences? You, and I know you touched on the fact that you know the church is not really doing a good job of really uh, wrestling with this topic. But what would you say to our sisters that have been hurt uh, by men, and how would you call out the men to uh, step up and live to a different standard?
1: Yeah, I, I think the expectation on the women's side is a, a genuine expectation to to deal with someone who is walking with integrity, walking, you know, with some sense of moral values, especially if they claim to be a believer. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to anybody that's been hurt by anybody who mm. claims to be a believer. Yeah. Um, there's a grace that we have to extend just because if they are desiring or fighting to, to walk this walk, then there's some grace that needs to be extended, but mm. there shouldn't be an excuse of you know, of everyone when it comes to, you know, standing with integrity. So with that that challenge of giving grace, there should be also a challenge mm-hmm. to call them on that. Instead of walking away and say you hurt, hurt me emotionally, let your last text to that person be, hey, this is what the call of God for men mm-hmm. is, and I'm challenging you towards that. I challenge you to this. This is what the scripture says about this and this is what the scripture says about this yeah. but this is what you just did and this is what you're doing and i'm just going to leave that with you Somebody i walk away convicted like yo okay man like that is just devastates some people who really want to get it right. right and there may be some people that it's, that are you know that may be victims of that stuff and the, the guys that, that you're dealing with are just kind of re-rehearsing what they've seen done and their lives are just mm. kind of like loosely and in, in a lost way just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they may be hurting. They may be have past traumas that they haven't dealt with. And, mm-hmm. and they're just like operating in their sickness mm-hmm. and women women are seeing them as well oh, but they but they're meant to God. No, I mean they but they're immature and they don't haven't really they don't have full awareness of who they are and why mm-hmm they're uh, acting out in the ways that they're acting out. So I think there needs to be, I, I believe in therapy, man. I believe mm-hmm. that a lot of these young men need to kind of sit with someone and kind of like share their stories, share those things that they haven't shared with yeah. people. What what went on? Were you molested? Were you, did you have, did you have a fear of rejection, mm-hmm. which was my testimony, fear of rejection? Yeah. Do you have just this um, affirmation addiction? Like, mm-hmm. is there, like, are you insecure? You know, what, what is, how was your relationship with your parents? Um, mm-hmm. All of these things can play a role in how a man um, walks out this this void, and that, that void can show itself in, in in ways that make men look like trash. Mm-hmm. And so, my argument is like, I don't just think about, hey, what did the person do, but rather, and is this person grounded in in Christ, yeah. and is this person being followed up and held accountable mm-hmm. to the call they claim they're walking? Um, walking, just um, walking worthy of. So that's yeah. that's uh, that's important. So it's not just about making good husbands, but making good disciples out here.
0: Mm, no, that's so deep. That's so deep. Speaking of that, um, you know, it, it's you know, I like to call Valentine's Day Single Awareness Day, <laughs> and mm. uh, you know, our our culture really hates being single for whatever reason. And Mm -hmm. like you said, though, man, there's just so much that needs to take place. I mean, in order to have a healthy marriage or a healthy relationship, you have to Mm -hmm. be a healthy individual. And I think oftentimes Mm -hmm. when we think about the message the church sends out to singles, it's, you know, be content, be content, be content. But nobody ever talks Mm -hmm. about what it looks like to prepare for marriage. And so... Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, when, when you got married, what were the things that you realized, man, I wish I had known that this was coming and I could have better prepared for it in my singleness? Like, what what message could you give to singles or those that are even dating? Like, how do you work on yourself? How do you, how can you be held accountable so that when you do get to that place of marriage, you know, you, you have a healthy marriage because you were uh, best prepared for it in your singleness?
1: Yeah. Uh- Yeah, there's two answers to that. First of all, um, I don't think anyone and anyone ever was or anyone ever will be truly and fully prepared for marriage. Mm. Marriage will prepare you for everything else. (laughs) Like, I think marriage is its own thing. And so to say you're 100% ready for every way that you're going to be confronted, every challenge that you'll face, um, that's that's false. That's not going to happen. But what you can be is be ready, uh, preparing yourself to be, a man and a woman of god mm. a man of integrity a woman of integrity a, a man or a woman after god's heart because i think like to try to say that you have to pre- preparing someone for a relationship and preparing someone to be ready or or right with god i think the right with god is most important because if that person never gets married then they would have been prepared uh now prepared mm. um so I, I i would just say man um One thing that I really wish that I did is something that I just mentioned before. I really wish that I had someone to just confess, like, everything to and just share, like, my experience, share my brokenness, share my flaws, share my fears with um, that could walk me through that. So, I mean, in the form of uh, a therapy, in the form of, you know, spiritual fathers. Sometimes, you know, pastors and spiritual fathers and all that, they may be incompetent because they don't know some of the psychological things that Mm -hmm. that happen with us and some of the ways that we can act out from things that have happened in our past, things like that. So I think, I believe in therapists. I believe in people that are uh, are counselors that really have experience and know what they're doing. God has given them gifts to be able to kind of walk us through some Mm -hmm. of the difficult things in in life and challenges. And if I would have known, like I would have, I mean, there are ways that, like, I I just slipped out on my wife because I I was assuming she was, like, man, rejecting me and being mean Mm. to me and things like that. When I I didn't realize I had to love my wife the way that she was designed to be loved. Mm. And I was expecting her to love me uh, the way that, you know, (laughs) that I wanted her to love me without her teaching her what my love languages were, what the way that I, I need to be loved, my sensitivities and my brokenness. I didn't even know what any of those things were. Yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, I had daddy issues when I had my parents in the house mm. um, the entire time. I didn't realize that I had an immense fear of rejection and um, affirmation addiction. I needed someone to, to feed my ego 24-7, mm. wow. and when that didn't happen, I felt overlooked and all of these things, being just a, a gifted person or being someone that people consider wise, you would never, you could never even imagine some of the things that people mm-hmm. um, on the inside that, that show up in different ways. And yeah. a lot of marriages are frustrated because they don't, people don't understand each other mm-hmm. and they're expecting to, uh, to deal with. A mirror of themselves, but you're dealing with an opposite person. Marriage is a miracle, and so learning that person day by day and understanding yourself and then being able to present that understood version of yourself to this spouse Mm -hmm. is the biggest gift that you can give to your marriage. Yeah. Yeah wow that's so good
0: that's so good yeah, yeah. I, I you know no yeah just knowing yourself is probably the best gift i uh in college I, yeah. I had a mentor who um you know he was he was just sharing with me you know it took him a while like the whole understanding each other's love gifts was it was a struggle mm-hmm. um he was saying mm-hmm. how he would go home and he would help with the dishes and he would help clean and you know he thought mm-hmm. his wife would, you know like man he's i'm loving my wife well and you know, he realized over time she wasn't happy over those things. And, you know, he had to ask, her, like, what's what's wrong? What's going on? I'm, I'm doing the dishes. I'm cleaning. I'm helping. She's like, I don't want that. I want your time. And he wow. realized, like, I have to readjust. I have to understand I can't love my wife the way I want to be loved. I have to love her the way mm. she feels loved. And this is how she feels wow. loved, you know? And so. Wow.
1: Yeah for, yeah for you okay. to mention
0: that is powerful because that that is and i think the way in which we do that is by learning ourselves like you were you were saying um man let me absolutely yeah i man i i have kind of a funny question um you know i <laughs> i was in atlanta this past week i was actually uh, i did an episode with joe solomon um and okay. yeah and uh, i heard the episode that you and him did on his podcast and you said something hilarious. You're saying how the booty doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> and You're you were, you were getting yep. at this idea that I think that sometimes, you know, we have these unrealistic um, expectations or unrealistic um, uh, maybe like uh, qualities we're looking for when looking for a spouse. Um, Do you you feel like our generation is majoring in the minor when it comes to what to look for in the opposite sex in regards to dating them and even marrying them? Like, how do you feel about this whole preference conversation?
1: Yeah, why wouldn't they be with this social media era, man? You got filters, you have everyone (laughs) showing their best, showing their best side and, you know, putting their best foot forward on social media. Mm -hmm. So why would you think that, why would you want anything less when everything that you've seen, everything that you're following, everything that you're liking is the elite version of, of these people. Mm. And so I think, yeah, like they're unrealistic because I think it really overshoots and overlooks the the essentials of what you need in a spouse. Like, and yeah. that's what I was saying. Blue don't pay bills. It's just, it just means like, man, when it's all said and done, like, dude, if your wife gets in a car accident mm. and she's paralyzed mm. and you have to figure out different ways for intimacy, doesn't that, that no longer become your wife? You're not gonna see that boy mm. that much. <laughs> <laughs> and may be flattened from all the sitting sitting so she's no longer valuable because mm. now she got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. that beautiful face that, that you just so in love with when that makeup comes off and y'all wake up in the morning, you got to deal with that face yeah. that like, you know, her natural raw face. And so I think just being able to look at someone and love someone and say, man, I choose to rock with you to the mm-hmm. end. Um, and you're a person that, you know, we, we, we have the same, we have not even having the same values, but even values that stir each other up I mean, you might come into a situation with values that, um, it looks slightly different because someone is more passionate about one thing, and another person is more passionate about another thing. But just being able to have those those basic essentials in line mm-hmm. just means so much more than mm-hmm. do they dress the way that I want them to dress? Do they have the educational the educational background that I want them to have? Is mm-hmm. their body on point? I think this just, is their height the perfect height? It's just like <laughs> I, I don't think that people under you don't understand marriage mm-hmm. if those are the top things on your mind. Yeah. 34 years down the line, mm-hmm. if she has, you know, the toe, the toe, you know, I love these toes, you know, you know, a little cute toes. Like the <laughs> best stuff doesn't matter. Like, oh, I love, like, I to have this type of hair or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, like 52 years down the line. Yeah. That's not going to matter. Yeah. And so I, I just, people are not thinking of the long run. People are not thinking about what it really takes to, to not, not to get married, but to stay married. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a booty. It's not going to be sex. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a pretty face. It's not going to be how they dress. But are they understanding? Are they willing to learn? Are they willing to adapt? Yeah. Are they willing to be obedient? To God are they are they submitted to His authority? Those are the things that matter long term. So Mm -hmm. I just I'm just challenging people. People are like, hey, when I say it because (laughs) my wife is beautiful and they think, oh, like you guys look like this. How dare you say that? Mm -hmm. But to be honest, people will be really really surprised the way me and my wife kind of think about when it comes to beauty and when it comes to aesthetics and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's just, I just think that that stuff is fleeting, man. When you have someone that is that is solid, yeah, that looks, looks definitely our uh, second on that shelf.
0: Man, yeah, there's so much to be said there. I, I went to a private uh, Christian school and, you know, there was a phrase there, you know, ring by spring um you know there was this oh (laughs) like the goal was to get married by the end of the school year like that was what people were pushing Mm -hmm. for and Mm -hmm. you know I'm you know Ethiopian like we um we don't get married until you know you get your degree maybe until you got your master's Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's Mm -hmm. a long way off and so I was intrigued by like what what is this uh fascinating and like It didn't take long before realizing, you know, the reason why people were such in a hurry is because of sex, you know, like people were like, wow, I can't hold off any longer. Like I just no way. Yeah. And it's so like truth be told. I remember there was two couples in particular. I'm thinking about that. Got met freshman year, met. Yeah. Met freshman year, started dating, got engaged by the end of the year and by the beginning or like middle sophomore year, they got married. And then by senior year, they got a divorce. And yeah, it just, it just started and ended just like within their college career. And, you know, wow. some, something I've just kind of picked up on is people do, I think there's this like rush to get married, rush to be in a relationship because people can't hold off on their sexual drive. And something you said earlier was, you know, that was so important was, You know, marriage is not all about sex or looks. And so what advice would you give to somebody that's like, yo, you know, and maybe because all they're thinking about is sex, it's hard for them to um, even have a standard for what they're looking for or even to properly care for the values that they have mm-hmm. in, in which they want to even establish within their home. They're so fixated on, 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 on sex. And man, when I get married, it's all, it's all going to be about sex. It's all, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, truth be told, marriage is way more than that. Right. And so yeah. how do we as singles, um, you know, navigate in in purity and even have a realistic understanding of sex in marriage because sometimes it it could come off as man when i get married i can have sex whenever i want and this is going to be everything and Uh, that and me talking to married couples i just know that's not the case either and so like what would you say to that
1: well um god he he created the institution of marriage Mm -hmm. from the beginning and he uh he tells us why he shows us um, why he did it in in his way, man? Like, man, man is wicked, bro. I'm just telling you, man is wicked. And so, if yeah. we want to override and we want to uh, diminish the 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 prestige and the value that God has given in His order, in yeah. His design, in His context of marriage, then we could do whatever we want. But if you really believe that God was wise, if you believe mm-hmm. that God is wise, if you believe that God has our best interests at heart, then we will be more willing to submit to his timeline mm. as well. I think when we want to kind of override God in his way and saying, "No, nah, I'll wait for it beforehand, or I'll rush this process to mm. get to these goods, you're, you're like diminishing... The, the design and the order and the intention, that intimacy is coming from, is, is, is springing forth from that decision, springing forth from that agreement and that union. Um mm-hmm. And so I think people that want to kind of jump the gun mm-hmm. will, will experience what loneliness is, will mm-hmm. experience wow. what, you know, worthlessness is because they've tried to override and believe that mm-hmm. they're wiser than God in trying to rush the situation. And then I'll also say this, um, uh, for those that just feel like, I just can't wait, I can't I can't wait. <laughs> God has called you to a life of, of obedience and a life of discipline mm. whether in marriage mm. or not in marriage. So wow. marriage is not the cure for your lack of discipline. Wow. If you have a lack of discipline now it's something that you need to work on and to deal with now wow. before you jump into marriage. But you'll get in marriage and you're thinking that, oh man my, my old oh, my, my lust my lustful futures are gone because I got a bad wife I had a, a mm-hmm. testimony poem about how i you know I'm still dealing with porn and uh, masturbation and all mm-hmm. that stuff while in marriage yeah. because i didn't I wasn't in control i didn't have I couldn't mm-hmm. have my my stuff in check like mm-hmm. i just allowed i believed the lie or the myth that oh when i get married all of it'll be cured mm-hmm. but then even when you get married and then don't get a platform or anything like that. You have to deal with other uh, temptations and mm-hmm. issues, and God is still calling you to that same level of wow. discipline, accountability, and integrity yeah. while in marriage. So I'll just encourage, like, man, believe that God, God's institution, God's context, God's timeline is better than yours, mm-hmm. and when, when you do partake, when He allows that, then it will be so much more fulfilling. It will be so much more fruitful. And then I, I, I just say, take action. in when it comes to your your discipline, when it comes to your you know your sex drive and your urges, there are so many things like man, like hot food, just like hot food. And mm. you can eat it with, while, while you, when it hasn't cooled down. Then it could be hurtful and harmful. to mm. you. Um, so I just say that um, those couple things people need to sit with before they just try to trample God in their own reasoning and
0: understanding of this whole sex and marriage thing. Man, that's so good. I feel like we could spend like an hour just talking about that alone. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yes, but sir. let me let me ask you one more question. Um, you know, as as you're mentoring younger couples and, you know, as you're putting out these YouTube clips, and I know you take questions. I think it's called Anonymous Hearts, the the segment you do yes, on sir. Your YouTube. Yeah, sir. Um, you know what? What would be the advice you would leave people um, this week, this Valentine's Day week, this week of love, and you know everybody's gonna be talking about relationships and having a date and all that good stuff. Like, what advice would you give to somebody um, who's single, dating, whatever? Um, what? What would from what from what God has shown you in your journey and in your marriage? Um, what would be the biggest takeaway that you could leave all of us with?
1: I mean, I, I would just say, don't be, for everyone, don't be drawn away by the hype of this this holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to be honest, no matter what, We'll Christianize all, 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 we want. But man, the world, this is, this is, this is a, sec, a secular day that uh, mm. people have used to, to capitalize on funds that they could take from you <laughs> and all of these companies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, to be honest, uh, God is calling us towards love for each other, mm. pr- towards love to Him and towards love for each other always, every day. Yeah. And um, this idea of love begins. Um, God God says, um, love God, love you with all your heart, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if he's calling us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, then that's insinuating that that there is a profound and significant love that he expects us to have for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we do have that love for ourselves, he's saying, hey, look, that love that you have for yourself, I know it's significant. Mm -hmm. I want you to bestow that type of love Mm -hmm. on your neighbor. And so... I don't think that a lot of us are walking in this, I love who I am because God declared who I am, God established who I am, and because I love who I am, I'm not willing to settle Mm. for the cheapened Mm. future of this person that God has called me to be. And that cheapened future is to actually be dissatisfied with your single state. Mm. Um, If you truly believe that God loves you, then you have to love, Who God says that, or God says you are. And that that starts with just being able to appreciate your state, appreciate uh, your status, whatever whatever status that is. If you've come out of a a, a broken relationship or Mm -hmm. heartbreak, uh, be able to appreciate that moment, learn those lessons. The fact that God has allowed you to come out of that thing sane as a mm. grace, you could use that to teach the, your sisters or your brothers around. Mm. Use that experience as, as gold nuggets for, for maybe your future children to come or, or just to, to help you navigate and GPS your way through relationships in the future. If you have someone that you're with, um, if, if you do celebrate uh, Valentine's Day and you're, you're gung-ho about it, great but take take that time to actually reevaluate to say hey what am i doing here mm. am i wasting my time like mm. what is the point of this, this these activities we're doing this dating season and yeah. do i have an ultimate goal in mind is marriage yeah. in mind yeah. am i allowing this person to cause me to compromise um my, mm. my, my beliefs my values wow. um Take time to step back and maybe even ask hard questions. Hey, what are we doing here? Mm. Why are we doing this? What's the end goal in mind? And then for yeah. those that are married, use every day as a day to check yourself and to, to, to rekindle and to learn and ask questions. I like mean, my wife, not evaluations, but we give each other affirmations mm. on a weekly basis. We wow. like, say, hey, look, I love this. I love when you do this. I love how we work together on this this week. I love how you you, you really you increase your um, um, affection towards me. That's, that's, I mean, I felt really loved when you did that. And then we also yeah. give each other kind of feedback, like, hey, um, when you spoke like this to mm-hmm. me in front of the kids, it, it didn't make you feel too well. Please, yeah. if you can try not to speak like that to me in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. And we grow and we learn and we move forward. So mm-hmm. I have to say, um, I'm not as big on today as I am um the lifestyle wow. of really um knowing what what love is and, and and appreciating people um the way God has called us to do it man, yeah.
0: so, man yeah. you dropped so many amazing gems there i love it yeah, love man. it yeah, yeah.
1: no Thanks, man bro. i appreciate you bro
0: no i appreciate you too and thank you man for leading with vulnerability appreciate and you know giving us a window into your marriage on youtube we really appreciate it and even taking time to get on this podcast and share some of the wisdom um, that God has given you means a lot. And so, um, yeah, thank you for being on shaping the culture, bro. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. man. this is, it should be a live podcast and I pray everyone who listens is blessed.
0: Yeah. Maybe next time I come to Atlanta, we could do something in person for YouTube too. Something like that.
1: (laughs) I'm with it. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. For sure. Well, thank you again. And, uh, Until next time, family, peace and grace.